Hey everybody, this is Matt Hardman with another episode of the Race Nerd Podcast here on CKCC Radio. Uh, I'd like to thank all of you for tuning in and continue to tune in and listen to us on whatever podcasting apparatus you use, whether it's Spotify or iTunes, Google, uh, Podbean, whatever. Um, And I got some news for you, news that I I teased a little bit last last week, um, and that is the fact that very soon you will be able to find us on the World Wide Web as currently ckccradio.com is under construction, and on there you'll be able to find out about all the shows, this show, the A show, Park Hopper 101, the Nerd Table, and so on and so on. You'll be able to find out about all your favorite podcasters like myself or Chris O'Mealy, <laughs> Jeff Trelowitz and Adrian Cotton, Dan Peck. You'll be able to find out about all of us. And also you'll be able to go through the backlog of all the shows uh, by show instead of on at least iTunes and Podbean. I know you have to scroll through every episode of every show to find a particular episode of a program, um, but this will be so much easier, and uh, it's a it's a big outreach, and props to Chris O'Mealy and Dan Peck, um, the guys behind CKCC Radio, um, who do all the, all the legwork, because this is really awesome, so a uh, big shout out to them, um, and uh, hopefully you'll find this easier to, uh, to find all your favorite episodes. Um, but yeah, we've, we've had, um, it's been about two weeks since I recorded. Unfortunately, I, I was not able to record last week. We had, um, a, uh, passing in the family and, uh, I, I didn't feel recording an episode would be the best thing at the time. So, I'm going to forego a lot of, um, a lot of the normal stuff. I'm going to touch, touch on the results of Bristol real quick, um, but I'll give my thoughts on that race, along with a lot of the other news that had come out, um, in the last two weeks, um, so, there's not going to be a pop quiz nose this week, uh, nor any of that. This is going to be kind of a jam-packed episode in a, 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 I don't want to say smaller format, but in a different format from what you're used to. Um, anyway, to, to be fair, you know, we've got to talk about Bristol. Uh, Joey Logano won, which was kind of a surprise. Martin Truex won the truck race. Um, I am hot and cold on Truex, uh, but I was excited to see him win in the trucks. Uh, this is the same place where he got his first, um, big time win in NASCAR in the, what was that, Bush Series many years ago, um, driving for Dale Jr. Uh, and, and now he, uh, wins 
a truck race and becomes part of that illustrious club where they where drivers have won in all three series. So I, I was excited for that. Uh, Logano had the best card. Certainly shows that you know he he can run any kind any kind of track um, because I certainly didn't have him winning the uh, on dirt. I expected that to be one of the drivers that was more familiar with it. Um, but, you know, things as it may. Um, thoughts on Bristol. It started off a shit show with the weather and, um, you know, kind of ruining qualifying. Um, for those of you who are wondering what that beep is, I am recording in our brand new mobile studio, which I didn't have much time to talk about was gonna, yeah, anyway, um, back to Bristol, uh, the qualifying in the fact that the first heat, the very first heat of the truck, uh, series, uh, trucks were covered with mud, and it just looked like that this weekend, that that weekend would be an absolute debacle, unfortunately, it kind of redeemed itself, I'm still not the hottest on Bristol being a dirt race, but it, 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 it certainly was pretty good. Um, did it live completely up to the hype that NASCAR and Fox and all were put behind it? Not quite, but it, it was... I, I have to give NASCAR a lot of credit. I have to give uh, Marcus Smith and Bruton Smith at SMI a lot of credit for because they really thought outside the box with this one, and I I, 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 I enjoyed it. I, I didn't enjoy it as much as the old Bristol races that I had been to in the past, um, but I enjoyed it nonetheless. Uh, and, I, and I think it was a great mixture uh, for the fans. You got the dirt fans who would tune in to see how the NASCAR guys would do. You got the NASCAR guys who were excited for dirt. Granted, you did have some traditionalists on both sides who did not want to see NASCAR guys on dirt, but, you know, it is what it is, you know, you got to think outside the box, and, and, and I really did appreciate that. Um, Bristol will be on the schedule next year for dirt in 2022, I know that was announced during the, um, one of the, uh, one of the, um, end of one of the segments. That's the word I was looking for. I almost said sessions. But one of the segments, it was announced on the big screen for all the fans in attendance and announced on TV that NASCAR will be returning to Bristol in 2022 to run on the dirt track. My thoughts on that, well, this was, this weekend, that weekend there was a little bit of a challenge um, with the weather. I think if that were to work, possibly moving it to a different date, a later date in the schedule. Uh, you don't want it too too late in the date where it actually takes away from the night race at Bristol. Um, you know, those discussions are currently ongoing right now on where that'll be. Obviously, the 2022 schedule hasn't been set. Um, there's a lot of changes that could happen. Um, but I, I do I do actually like the thought of 
if they're going to do it again, moving it to a later date, a drier date, um, in, in 2022 for, uh, that dirt race. Um, other news, um, Marcus Smith, uh, was recently on the Dale Jr. podcast and talked about a lot of stuff, talked about, uh, the Bristol dirt race, uh, and the first topic that really caught my eye was the possibility of, like, a domed or covered Bristol <laughs> to keep out situations like what we had with the rain, um, I know a lot of people are like, that's insane, you know, racing basically indoors is insane. I'll tell you right now, they run um, quarter midgets. Uh, There's an indoor series in New Jersey um, and along the Northeast that does that. Uh, It's different, it's unique. Um, And if there's ever a place where you could try something like that, it would be Bristol. Bristol is comparable to a, uh, a football stadium. Um, you, They have the room. They have the engineering, obviously. If you see, they've got a giant TV uh, system suspended above the track so fans can see. Uh, and I think that Bristol could really pull it off. You could have, the like, a retractable dome that'll be open. You know, in, in good weather and hot weather and close in rainy or shitty weather, you know, because uh, who remembers the Bristol where it snowed a few years back? Well, it's more than a few now, but uh, who remembers that one? You know, this way you wouldn't have to worry about dates where um, it's snowing. You wouldn't have to worry about um, dates where it's raining or it's blistery cold. Um, you wouldn't have to worry about that, and I think that would be a good move. You can't do that at every track, but uh, Bristol, with its size and all, you can. Um, the other bit of news that really got me uh, is the fact that uh, Marcus Smith had said anything and everything is still on the table when it comes to North Wilkesboro Speedway. Now, remember, his father, Bruton Smith... And their company, SMI, bought um, the beloved uh, North North Carolina track back in 1995, uh, along with Bob Bear, the late Bob Bear, uh, to move the dates from North Wilkesboro to the tracks that they owned. Uh, Bear, who would do a 50-50 purchase with Smith, uh, would move his dates to New Hampshire and... Smith would move the spring date from North Wilkesboro to um, to the newly opened Texas Motor Speedway, giving him their date. Now, uh, Smith would, in later years, uh, come to own um, all of Bob, Bob Bear's um, assets uh, before Bear would pass uh, in. You know, therefore, own both dates of New Hampshire and, in essence, own uh, North Wilkesboro Lock, Stock, and Barrel. Now, a lot of people were up in arms when this happened. I remember this happening in 1996 that they would run their final race at North Wilkesboro uh, 
and since then the track has been in a state of disrepair. I know um, iRacing and Dale Jr. Um, asked uh, Marcus last year if there was the possibility of, or two years ago now, I apologize, almost two years ago, if there was the possibility of cleaning up North Wilkesboro, gaining access to it, to clean it up so they could scan it for iRacing. Um, Marcus certainly obliged, and, you know, they, they cleaned up the track, uh, de-weeded it, um, so they would be able to get these scans. So Marcus is very open to this. Uh, and I, I know that's made a lot of pay, fans happy. Um, and I know a lot of fans are happy, but um, North Wilkesboro is in a state of repair, you know, both with the track and it, many of the buildings on it, as they've certainly fallen into a huge state of repair, uh, disrepair, I should say. And um, it's, it's very disheartening, especially when you see the pictures. I know there's a lot of interest still in this track, very nostalgic track. Um, but I'm going to throw a, a, um, an idea out there. You know, and the idea's been thrown out there a couple of times with all this. And um, my thought is with the success of the dirt race at Bristol, which was, in all terms, a success, um, although, uh, you know, I still have lingering doubts of it, you, what Bristol brought in, you can do that to North Wilkesboro. And with the, um, with the, the situation with the track, you can tear up all all the asphalt, all the concrete, tear that up, turn Bristol into NASCAR's own dirt track. Uh, Bruton Smith obviously would still be, would own it. Uh, it would be cheaper than um, bringing it back to its glory as a, um, as a, as the North Wilkesboro that it was. And uh, it would, it would, it would be a, um, a unique venue um, because from since its inception till I believe 1959-1960 uh, North Wilkesboro was a dirt track um, and you know it provided its own challenges um, but I think returning it to that original glory you're not just opening up North Wilkesboro for a um, for NASCAR you could get um, the World of Outlaws in there. You can get um, the Lucas Late Model Dirt Series. Uh, you could get Tony Stewart's um, All-Star uh, Dirt Series in there as well. You know, you have all these options for Dirt Series around the country that, that can make that a good venue, that can put that on the level of a Eldora or a Knoxville, or a, um, a Sharon Speedway, uh, Williams Grove, places like that, you can do that. You have that ability. Um, it, it's, you know, and just make it kind of somewhere where, you know, dirt racing can thrive. And I know that there's been a lot of interest in North Wilkesboro, especially um, between this announcement and in um, Marcus Lamonis, uh, the um, the 
president and CEO of Camping World and also the presenting sponsor of the truck series is opening their newest branch, their newest um, like giant super mega camping RV store uh, right in uh, Wilkes County in the town of Wilkesboro. And he's been encouraging um, Marcus after this announcement to let's let's do this. Let's really get this place going. Um, and I think that that will certainly be a <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Anyway, it would have this huge, um, very popular um, following, and I think just with you know companies like this, they would actually really benefit from a uh, from NASCAR and SMI bringing this back. Now, does that necessarily mean a track needs to lose a date or something? Not really. You can really shift around dates and um, whatnot uh, as they are. Uh, there is talk of resurfacing of Atlanta. There is also talk of um, resurfacing, um, you know, just absolutely redoing the Atlanta Motor Speedway to, um, to compete because I, I believe... They said it was going to be a casino built on the property, and that could possibly um, change the the structure of how Atlanta is configured. And part of the talk is that, that it may be set back up to uh, the way the track was years ago, where it was a complete oval instead of the so-called cookie cutter mile and a half that uh, that is like many of the SMI tracks. I think that. That would be good, and if the track has to uh, lose a date for this to happen, you could possibly see this. Uh, but I don't foresee anything in the next year or so moving with either Atlanta or North Wilkesboro. But I do enjoy the fact that there is talk, and it in North Wilkesboro is not a lost cause. And I really do believe that this would be the way to go. Uh, so. We have all that. We have um, the announcement that Rick Ware Racing and uh, I'm going to screw up on the sponsor because I'm trying to think of it off the top of my head. Nutran or Nutrigen. It's not Nutrigen, but it's Nutran. Um, it's a supplement um, that they will be sponsoring four cars in the um, in the Coca-Cola or Coke Zero 600. Um, at Charlotte Memorial Day weekend, and that four of those those four cars will all carry the Nutrigen sponsorship, but will also uh, carry uh, each of the four of uh, four of the five. I apologize, four of the five uh, armed service branches. Um, right now, it's Josh Balicki, uh, James Davidson, who uh, will be foregoing running the Indianapolis 500, being a former um, IndyCar driver, he will be foregoing that race to compete um, for NASCAR uh, in the 600, uh, along with Garrett Smithley and 
I'm drawing a blank on the final driver. I believe Joey Gase. Uh, that the four of them will be competing with um, the Marines, the Army, the Navy, and the Air Force on their on the hoods insides of their vehicles. Uh, I think this is a great gesture to uh, our men and women in the armed services who um, currently are overseas or had served. I, I think this is great, especially with it being Memorial Day weekend. So with that, I, I, I do applaud that. Um, but, you know, I, uh, there, there's, there's a lot, there's, um, news that Cody Ware will be, uh, taking a rookie orientation class, uh, at Indianapolis in hopes of making the Indy 500. Uh, I just saw that this morning. I just saw Marco Andretti's ride yesterday. Um, that he will be competing in his only race of the season for um, Andretti Autosport, uh, and and I'm I'm kind of excited for that because while I'm not a Marco fan, I definitely uh, do enjoy seeing him at Indy. Um, he came so close many years ago, uh, 2006 to be exact, to beating. Um, beating uh, Sam Hornish, but Hornish would get the win and uh, would pretty much finish out 2006 and a little bit of 2007 before making the jump to NASCAR uh, for team owner Roger Penske. But Marco had stayed the course in IndyCar, hasn't had the success a lot of people expected him to, um, but it would be nice to see him run Indy one more time. You know, kind of leaving on his own terms. But, uh, anyway, um, we have Martinsville coming up this weekend. And I think that that's going to be an entertaining race. Um, unfortunately, I will be working quite a bit this weekend. So, I will not be able to see it. I'll probably watch it online after the race. Um, and, uh. Much like I'm probably going to be watching WrestleMania offline after the event. Uh, so, I got a lot of homework to do next week before next week's show. Uh, I really hope you guys tune in to Martinsville. It is going to be a fun one, uh, as it always is. I don't think it's going to be the same humdrum. Uh, will, will we have another first-time winner this year? Or will uh, one of the... Uh, the all, the already winners, the eight drivers that have already won the first eight races of the season, will one of them pick up their second win of the season? Will Stuart Haas Racing break out of the funk that they are in, or will, um, or will we see another of the usual suspects back in victory lane? I know Kyle Busch is really itching to be in victory lane over the past couple of seasons. So, um, until then, I'm Matt Hardman, and I will see you at the track.